This podcast, hi folks, this particular podcast is going to break down something. Fear. Not fear of life. Well, fear in our life, yes. Yes, we're going to talk about the news, the media. Um, My name here, hi, I'm Tamika Michelle Newell, and today I'm going to talk about that word fear. So, it's, fear is the evidence of things appearing to be real, right? And then it's not real. Fear is not real. So, with that in mind, we have to understand what's real and what's not real. And there's a lot of fear that's being sold out there. Can you agree with me? A lot of fear, a lot of tortured mind, tortured heart individuals who are selling fear. I've heard that before and I didn't really believe it. Until I really start to measure up things, meaning I do my research, folks. I enjoy reading. Yes, of course, I like video and movies and things of that nature. Of course, I do. Who doesn't? It's a faster way to learn. But at the same time, I do my research. And in my research, yes, I'm going to hit COVID-19 because people these days act like that's the only thing that's, that's an issue in America. And it isn't, by the way. It isn't. It's a lot of other issues, and it seems like the only issue people want to keep, reporters want to keep talking about is COVID-19 and the cases, and the cases, and the cases. Now, we have children that are going to school. I'm one of the people that can't work. Not that I'm sick or anything, it's just to prevent me from being sick. Um, here in New Jersey, because I'm not an essential worker, um, they basically only have a couple people serving lunch because it's an outsourced company called NutriServe, and I miss Jennings Elementary. But they're working from the high school, and they're delivering the food to the kids. So basically, they don't need me. Simple as that. And so I get to collect unemployment. Simple as that. So um, that's a win situation. And also, I'm doing different a variety of different things in my arts where I'm able to make money, invest in my talent and my abilities, and make money. That's what I think we're all supposed to do with our talents, our gifts. We're supposed to invest in it, find an equal medium, like what we need versus what we can use, a new tool we can use in our arts. And uh, I'm really excited about where my art is taking me and the new people that I'm meeting. Hi, folks. For those who don't know, I'm a photographer, and I do videography, photography, videography, documentaries, and I do some poetry, too. And today I had to postpone my uh, art gallery show that I had all these people coming. And because it was raining to protect my work, it was storming, folks. I said, "Uh uh-uh. I'm stinking. I was doing my art gallery show outside, trying to practice social distancing, making it fun for everybody. But everything has a purpose. This is going to give me more time. I want to wait till this Saturday. According to the forecast, according to the forecast, this Saturday at 5.30, if y'all are interested, you know, leave me a little message. If you're local in the area, leave me a little message. You can leave one by voicemail. Hi, you can put your voice here. Let me hear your voice. I, I like to hear from you guys. Or you can send a little text message on here on this podcast, by the way. 
and there's different ways to support your local artists. I've sold 430 pieces. I'm selling work before my art gallery show has started. So I'm becoming more in demand and I'm liking it to be honest with you. I also believe I'm saying that I am coming more in demand, but I'm facing the truth. People are wanting my stuff before I have put my work out on display and I've sold it. And, um, and when I say the word, I sell it by the way. I'm gonna talk to you in a business term. I sold a product. I didn't sell the copyright. I'm gonna start doing that, making it an option for my um, big spenders, my people who can afford such a thing. I recently put my work, yes, in um, copyright today. Today was the day I put them all in copyright and I got a lot of work. So um, my most popular pieces and the piece I just sold is in copyright. So uh, I'm gonna make that an option next time for my people who like this particular work. And if you like my work, if you look at my work, I'm on Michelle New Michelle on Facebook, Michelle Michelle on Instagram, and I'm also on Twitter, Tamika Newell7. And I'm on WordPress, TamikaPhotoAdventures.art. Look me up, and um, I'll be glad to receive a friend request or you be in one of my groups. I'm in a face. I have three Facebook groups, and I'm considering a fourth one. Um, the reason why I'm considering a fourth one is really simple. Numbers don't lie. I'm a person who don't remember names, but I sure to help remember some numbers. Numbers. They don't lie. It's a result. You look at the results you get. Like, for example, I have a Jim Carrey funniest moments. Who out there like Jim Carrey? I like to think I'm not the only one who out there battles with depression. You understand why I like Jim Carrey? I'm not saying because he battles with depression. Everybody, I think, got a, 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 a little piece of that, right? And some bigger than others. The point I'm making is... If I can laugh, if I can enjoy my life instead of being, you know, deep in the dumps, then my life is better for me. And it's better for, I think, for everybody. So really, my whole point was to get all these people together to laugh. I'm at 114 so far, and the group is still growing. And I'm giving away stuff, by the way. For this art gallery show, I have giveaway time. My giveaway time, I ask a question. I look for the best creative answer. And I got a person, one person in mind so far. So, um, and there's more to come. You can be a part of it too. Just look for Jim Carrey's funniest moments. Moments. So I share, a lot of us share clippings of Jim Carrey. If it be pictures, if it be video off of YouTube, his funniest stuff. This man, um... I remember him back in the 80s. I remember him um, in the, trying to think. Technically, the platform I really paid attention to was in 1990. I was 10, 10 years old at that time. And long story short, I got introduced to Jim Carrey through the Wayne's Brothers. So I'm thinking about doing a third group, a fourth, I'm sorry, a fourth group on, I could call it the Wayne's Brothers the Wayne's family magic. I'm thinking about calling it that because I think majority of people um, 
If they work with the Wayans, a lot of them became quite famous. They're very well known. A lot of stand-up comedians that you probably don't even know that they were in In Living Color. They got their first, you know, foot in the door through In Living Colors. And they took that foot and they ran miles into opportunities and opportunities and opportunities. And they built upon that. And I think that's what you're supposed to do once you get your feet in the door. Me... I'm not a performing artist, so I'm more of behind the camera, literally. So that's what I do. So let's get back to COVID-19. So what I'm concerned about is the youth, because see, this is the thing. If kids are getting affected, and they are, unfortunately, and we could say, oh, people are being careless. Look, I don't want to blame nobody. But who is responsible is really what you need to look at. And the truth be told, it's the parents. They can say, oh, they, they they big kids. Yeah, they're big kids. You hear kids at the end of it. I heard about these high school kids, nine kids tested positive in Georgia. Nine in the same school. I even heard 40 in another school in Florida in one school. Damn, how is that possible? I'm just thinking about my high school years, and I'm thinking about, yeah, I've gotten colds here and there. And I don't remember being really sick a lot in high school. That's a long time ago for me, folks. I'm 40, so I'm digging them really back in my memory. Um, A long time ago, 22 years ago. Good Jesus, really? Yeah, that long ago. Yeah, I'm getting up there, but I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm glad to share this knowledge with you. So I'm just thinking, like, were there a whole bunch of sickness going on? In high school, no, not really. So this is weird. So I want to talk about fear because I think media is hyping this shit up. I think they are, even though, okay, the numbers don't lie. 40 students in Florida, nine students in Georgia, and there's probably other students, by the way. So, and that's the ones that we don't even know about just yet. It hasn't hit the press just yet. So, it is an actual virus. It's real. So, when I say the words hyping it up, I do believe they make it in worse than what it really is. Why? Florida had to retract something, by the way. Florida recently sent out, they had to retract the numbers. They hyped it up. Okay. They made it sound worse than what it's supposed to. And then we... The people have been seeing this for a while. Y'all probably have too. Like, I'm not saying this is not a real virus. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is there's some people who hype this shit up more than what it really is. Now, those teenagers that got infected, do I blame The kids, no, kids are going to be kids, especially high school students. Do you remember your high school years? I know, we're not going to sit here and talk all day about that, but a lot of us threw caution to the wind, especially when our parents allowed us to. You understand? So, I don't understand their school system. What I mean is, I'm from the, the D, 313 Detroit, and they check your ass at the door, meaning you go through metal detectors, Hell, in my middle school, they didn't play that shit at all. They had you go through metal detectors to check you to make sure you ain't have no weapons. Okay? Because people are getting hurt up inside the school, which it should not happen. 
now this coronavirus thing kids are getting sick and getting hurt up inside the school with weapons you cannot see ain't that some shit but this is the thing I don't know who runs the school. And by the way, the one who took the picture for the COVID-19 cases in Georgia got excluded. A girl. A 10th grade, I believe. The point I'm and they shouldn't do that to her. She has the right to prep to really put out what, the, if it's the truth, this is how I feel. If it's the truth, then you're telling on the school, oh no. You ain't signed no waiver saying you won't take pictures that make the school look bad because y'all are doing something bad because the kids need to be protected. That's it. It's really no in-between. And I think really with COVID-19, I think that people are making it a personal situation. It's personal for everybody. When I say personal, they want to say, oh, you're taking away my rights. Okay. Nobody wants to do this shit. Nobody wants to not go to the the gym and not go to the AMC theater and not go to the concerts and enjoy their life. No one wants to do that, but we're doing it. Why? Because we want to keep living. This is what we came up with. Okay. In the midst, that's the great thing about COVID-19 or any harsh situation for any society, period. We're going to survive, right? So in order to survive this, we had to come up with something that's going to protect us and us to get through this. I can't tell you I know all the damn answers. Then I reason with people when they say, oh, well, the masses don't protect nobody, blah, 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 because it's airborne. They're 100% correct on that. But if you're practicing your social distancing, you ain't got to worry about that. Now, do you? So, if you're practicing social distancing and you got your mask on, you got double protection. They have masks out there that's Strictly for the protection. Those are more expensive, I believe. They're, um, which make them unpopular, I think. I think the shield mask, I hear myself saying this and go, wow, this sounds like the Terminator. Like a bad episode. Like, we you know Terminator be, you know, a franchise movie. Um, the Terminator, if it had a show, this would be a real life one and nobody would be happy about it. You know, and then. You got a lot of sick minds, demented minds out there. So you got professional people. Then you got professional people who, who are highly functional, and that's why you got people um, taking the information and making it bigger than what it is, and causing more pandemonium. Try to get a career, you know, um, vultures. Um, Trying to get a career out of people's fear, selling fear. Let's not make the situation bad. Look, it is bad. It is bad. But let's not make it to where, like I seen something. They said they uh, had to retract. You know what that means. They basically had to admit they fucked up. If you're going to print something, it needs to be valid. Okay? Matter of fact, if you want to hear my opinion, I like doing research. So... I don't know if they allow you to do it, but I don't know what hospital you're around... Lady of Lords is where I'm near. So if I really want to find out some numbers, then I can call them and see what they're allowed to tell me. I'm not going up in there now and find the fuck out. Oh, no. <laughs> There's some risk I'm not willing to take. I've spoken to people that are in the medical medical profession, respiratory therapists, you know, 
them people. And yes, people are getting sick and they work with them. And um, they're not happy about it. And so there's young and old dying from this. And I'm just, I have to get serious about it. So what are we going to do? We're going to use our minds and not let fear dominate it. Because if we let fear dominate it, those who have post-traumatic stress disorder like I have, and I know I'm not the only one. Anyone else can say it out there? You ain't got to tell me. I'm just saying, can you relate to it? The point I'm making is, what are we going to do, folks? Are we going to keep being afraid? No. Mm -mm. We're going to find solutions, yes. One of the solutions people want to do the vaccine. I'm not letting nobody stick me. I'm still a no-go for that shit. But um, people say, well, it's a virus, so it's not going anywhere. Like, I'm saying to myself, there's many people that got viruses, okay, and it's not going nowhere, but somehow we're not infected, <laughs> okay? Um, this situation leaves me in a loss. I don't blame the parents that are pulling their kids. They're seeing other people's kids getting infected. I don't know what all... Well, we talked about two different states. There's many states, folks, giving COVID-19 all this um, opportunity to inflict children. And you know what? I don't want kids to get sick. And then you got people blaming people like, okay, I was hearing people's... Um, who work in the medical institution and education institution, and they said, well, the reason why the kids are getting sick is because it's the, it's the um, adults there around. How do they know the kids ain't carrying it? You know, this is how I feel. Don't blame the teachers for being a teacher, and don't blame the kids for being the kids and obeying their parents and actually going to school. You know, I don't blame either one of them, to be frank with you. Good Lord. You know, I feel like them people did not invent this shit. They probably was around another kid or an adult around an adult and picked it up. How else would they catch it? So, with all that being said, let's stop blaming. Because blaming is only going to cause certain types of reaction. You go to the ones who are responsible, meaning those who decide who the powers that be that runs the school. And it ain't me. And I feel like the parents have power. If the parents get together and figure out a way to make their voice to be well-known. And we got some powerful parents out there, very compassionate, devoted parents out there. That if the school is not following protocol, I would advise y'all to speak up. For the safety and the sanity of a society, this is something that has to be done. I would suggest more testing. Yeah, I'm not saying force testing on people. I would willingly, I actually paid, not the medical facility, Project Hope. I didn't want to pay. I didn't want to put out, pony up $20 to get to Camden and $20 to get back. Well, more like $15, i am sorry, but I tip, so I say $20. $20 to get to Camden, New Jersey, go to the, the facility called Project Hope. And $20 to get back. And I had to do that twice, by the way. So that's 20 40 60 <laughs> 20 40 Oh, yeah, that's that's 80 bucks. And this day and hours, I, I didn't want to pay the cab driver that much money. But you know what? I had to get there. 
And you know what? I needed my peace of mind. I wanted people that travel and know I'm not guilty for traveling. Okay, yes, I am guilty in the sense of I did it. I traveled, but I stayed away from everybody. And I'm going to say it again. I don't have any regrets traveling cross-country at all whatsoever. I have no regrets for traveling cross-country because... It taught me a lot, and I was able to help a lot of people in their dilemma, young and old. So, no, I don't have any regrets on that at all. And I feel like in life, if you're going to do something, you might as well do something you enjoy. I enjoy helping people. I, I enjoy being part of the miracle. I enjoy being a blesser. And, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And yes, I did my art. And yes, I am profiting off of this. Of course, inside and out, not just the whole money bit. Oh no. Me getting my documentary out there, I have, it's going to take money and time that I haven't yet figured out how long it's going to take. But I'm getting everything properly disclosed. I'm getting all my work um, copywritten. And yeah, so that way, no one can steal my work because I have footage. I have obviously a podcast show, right? And I also have um, different opportunities that I got to talk to other people, to meet new people. I have to tell you, great how long because it's so close with sin, even though most of us had like, I would say, seven or eight feet away from each other, uh, if not more. And we had our own seats. And then, like, across from us, there's no seats. And, and like, some places, like, what I actually call two different buses, where I literally had one, okay, a, a group of seats on the side that's empty, a group of seats behind me empty. Um, also... Like a good four seats empty, so the bus is kind of empty. I didn't mind though; it was very comfortable, a lot of room, and and um, people stayed to themselves. I didn't really mind that at all. Um, but also, I look at what I've achieved, and you tell me. Besides creating, if it doesn't have a passion, a passion and a purpose involved in it. Get prepared to, um, I mean, it, it gives you a sense of joy. I'm only talking from experience. I'm talking from a girl, a woman, a scared, running scared woman. Former running scared woman. I don't have to run scared no more. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to hide anymore. I don't have to beg anymore. You know how great that sound, that part of my life is done and dead with. But, this is the but. And everybody doesn't choose to go back and help, even though there is some famous people who actually go back and help those who need help. Barbara Streisand with the Black Lives Matter with George Floyd and his daughter. See, a lot of people get things mixed up. Really, really. Barbara, a well-known star, Barbara Streisand, made a choice to help this little girl, Kanye West. You know, this says a lot about their character, too. When they choose to help these people, they see that it was not right. Barbara, I can't tell you what, what she's seen, but to me, I see a little girl. You see how pretty she is, right? 
Look at this pretty little girl with this pretty smile. And, well, for society demise, she lost her hero, her friend, her daddy. I have a father. He gets on my mother's nerves sometimes. And I'm sure I get on his too. We do it back and forth. <laughs> That's what we do. So, long story short, he's still my daddy. And there's a, a sweetness when I say that. This is the same man that I used to literally sit on his shoulders as he lifted me up because we went to a, a wrestling um, fair thing where we saw Hulk Hogan and Jake the Snake and Junkyard Dog. I'm going old school, folks. And my brother was supposed to come, but he did something bad. He was all doing some bad shit. And so my dad let me go instead. And we had a ball. And um, I was really young. I was about three. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, about three. Because my sister Rosa was born. That's how I'm remembering things. Uh, my, not my baby sister, my sister Rosa. Three years, she's three years behind me. So we had a good time. But in my heart, my dad will always be my strength, my protector, my hero. This little girl doesn't have that to go to anymore. So, people getting upset about her getting help. I don't understand people. You cannot agree with Black Lives Matter. Okay, that's fine. Because there's some things with Black Lives Matter I don't agree with. Like the whole kneeling down thing. That's no, 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 no. Yes, it's not, what's, it's not right what's going on with the black community so forth. And it's been like this for a while. Why don't they take this shit to the Supreme Court? I don't know. I just try to think about things and like... I asked myself, how was the laws changed for us back in the day? It's because they took it to Supreme Court, the highest court of the land. They need to go ahead and do that. They need to take these cases that have not been heard and take it to the highest court of the land, the Supreme Court. I think things would change. That's the only way laws have changed. That's the only way justice and shame to the badness in our in our country, you know, it's sad that they used to have segregation, and it's really sad that they okay treating people like animals. You know, slavery. And people say, well, slavery was everywhere. Okay. Yeah, slavery was everywhere. And, and it's all about power, money, and control. That's at least my understanding. But no matter how you slice it, it's still not right. It still stinks, and it's still not right. And so... Like I said, um, I'm going off the deep end, and I do apologize. I don't apologize for my opinion. Fuck that. No, of course I'm not apologetic for my opinion, and I hope you're not apologetic for yours. But if we want laws to be changed to shame the disorder of those who are doing things that these police officers who are harassing beating, brutality, and it's not just black people. Let's let's just throw that to the side. I know, probably you do too, I know white people that have been beaten up brutally by the cops. College students, they're actually, they graduated from Rutgers University. Yeah, and who were, they used to go to Temple. That's in Philly. Who was, and this is a white boy. I mean, him were friends, he's a nice guy. Very nice guy. He supported my art. Very nice guy. So my point I'm making is they beat the crap out of him. 
And by the way, he's an ex-military. Yeah, how you like those apples? Someone who, he told me it was two people who did it. Two men who beat him senselessly in Philly. He said, so he doesn't want to hear that, you know, it's a race thing. It's a human thing. People like to be equal to one another, chaotic to one another. And, you know, I have an agree with him. And I've actually seen where the police is looking for a specific type of person. And all the people that they're checking their IDs, not one of them are black, by the way. And, by the way, the officers are not black either. Yeah. So I've seen that. Like one day I was walking down Camden, New Jersey. For those who know Camden, New Jersey, it's a bit rough. 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 It's my first time walking down a, a, um, what they call the hood. And so I was walking down towards um, Lime Street. This is in Camden, New Jersey. And the cops had everybody held up, checking their IDs, looking for a person. I don't know what they did. They must have did some shit because they were checking groups of people, two or more. And I'm walking. I'm the only black person walking down the street, black female. And they ain't check me for nothing. They ain't come to me for nothing. And everybody, yes, they were white. They were checking for white. I guess that's the description. So I won't say it's a racist thing. It depends on the officer, really. You have men of honor and then... You have people who are the complete opposite. So, no, I don't support our officers who are not a part of that. They don't support us. They make America look like psychotic mother elfers. And you know what? If I'm going to do something, if I'm going to get credit for something, let me not be someone else's shit. At least that's how I feel. So, the whole point in all that, uh, I really did go off on the deep end. I, not trying to offend anybody, but at the same time, I'm just sick and tired of this COVID-19 stuff in general. But I say stuff like I just wanted to go away. I just hope one day I just wake up and like it's not there. Yeah, I, I know that sounds insane, but it's a part of me that really wants to believe this is going to be over with. I'm talking and it is August the 12th and I wonder how much longer of us, I don't know if we're doing the right thing but those who are, who have the power to do what is right, please do what is right together. You parents get together and make sure your babies are protected because your kids are worth it. And not, you know what? We have no future without your kids. So I'm talking as a person that knows that our the kids are our future and we have none if they're all dead. And I hate to say that because that shit hurts just the thought of it. But there are kids who are dying from COVID-19, people. Please stop denying that. But let's figure out what media is telling the truth. And if you need a break from the media, look, if that be Facebook or whatever social outlet, give yourself an unplugged time. For you. Sometimes it's, it's a whole bunch of insanity. It's a big circus online. Big circus online. Who want to join? Not me. <laughs> To keep that shit and wrap it up. And then we have our current elected official. I know. Trump is who he is. I get that. I'm not necessarily agreeing with it. But I don't care if it was somebody who I support. Like, I support Mr. Murphy, our governor in Jersey. And I get tired of people clowning him. I think the man is doing a hell of a job, you ask me, in this position. I don't know if he's done bad things in the past. That's not me. I ain't God. I ain't here to judge him. I'm looking at the right now. Direction. The right direction. 
So this has been a COVID-19 art. Hold up. I take that back. This has been a COVID-19 I'm tired of fear moments over and out.